Hey guys, welcome to the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. This show is for virtual bookkeepers who are starting, growing, and scaling online bookkeeping businesses. I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and see what we're talking about in today's episode. Hey guys, it's time for another episode of the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast, and we have another incubator spotlight to share with you today. If you've been listening for a while, you already know that the Incubator is our business training program for emerging virtual bookkeepers who are prioritizing business strategy and client attraction in their business so they can quickly grow with ease. In this episode, I'm talking with Nicole Turner, owner of TKO Financial Solutions, LLC, which is a full-charge bookkeeping firm that services women and minority-owned trucking businesses. Nicole has more than 20 years of accounting and bookkeeping experience across various industries like oil and gas, manufacturing, and commercial real estate, just to name a few. When Nicole joined the incubator last summer, she wanted to build her confidence and learn how she could easily connect with her main client base of marginalized individuals who spend days on the road and have little time to organize and track their business finances. She wanted help developing systems that would allow her to take all the physical paperwork and receipts that she receives and easily make financial sense of it all and communicate that back with our clients. Nicole's passion for this population is evident during our conversation, and I can't wait for you to listen in and learn more about what she thinks about serving marginalized business owners and how being in the incubator has helped her serve her clients even better. Hey, Nicole, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Kim? I am good. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me on the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you on board um, to talk with our audience about all the things that are going on in your business and just sharing your expertise with with our audience. So I I introduced you before we started the episode, but I want to give you an opportunity to just share a few nuggets about Nicole, who Nicole Turner is and uh, what you want our audience to know. Well, I'm Nicole Turner, the owner of TKO Financial Solutions. We cater to women and minority-owned businesses, specifically in the trucking industry. Um, I have well over 20 years of accounting experience um, in oil and gas and across a bunch of other um, industries, but um, TKO is my baby, and so that's where we're at now. I love that. I love that. And you don't look like you have 20 years of experience, girl. You are stunning. I just had a birthday. I am a total 44. <laughs> Happy belated birthday. Thank you. So, yeah, we talked about um, your experience in the oil and gas industry um, that was in your bio before we started. But I'm curious to know, how did you make the move from having worked in that space? Because I know you're based in Texas. Um, And so oil and gas is really big in that area. But how did you make the move from working uh, in the oil and gas space to working specifically with folks that are in the transportation industry? So for me, oil and gas was the natural route to go in Texas. Most of the time when you come out of school, that's, you know, just where you go. However, you get stuck in the middle. 
you, in, in the corporate structure, you just get stuck in the middle. I mean, you make a lot of money when it's good, it's good. And then they have a ton of layoffs, but you're still stuck in the middle. Um, it takes the managers. It's only, it's a ton of accounts, but it's only one lead. It's one manager, one director per, per four managers. So you just kind of get stuck. Um, and my children were small and I spent a lot of time in the office and I decided as they got older and that their, um, their schedules increased, I just wasn't going to be able to do it anymore. So I have a, um, a business partner and I initially started out just being a contractor for her tax business. I did a lot of her large tax files, the um, you know, getting them together and putting them in order. And um, just so happened she has a, a trucking heavy clientele. And then she looked at me one day and she was like, they need bookkeeping. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> were in order. They would bring them in plastic bags and Ziploc bags and burnt out receipts and nasty smelling receipts. I was like, I'm not doing that. No, not doing it. Because they live out of their trucks so much. Because my assumption is that you, for the most part, work with uh, long haul. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Even the even the in-town drivers, they're just trucking people. They don't necessarily think of the things that we think of as accountants and bookkeepers and financial people. They just think about going to get the money and figuring the rest out later. Um, she had one specific client and he was so inspirational to me because um, he had a troubled past. But when I saw his one of his 1099s and it was two, I'll never forget. It was two point one six million dollars for one of his clients. Wow. And with his troubled background, he grossed about $650,000 for himself after he paid everybody, after he paid insurance claims for his drivers. And I was really inspired by him and he needed my help. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to help him get um, his books in order. And it was satisfying to me. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, this is the thing. And then we had one lady truck driver come in and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is happening. This is happening. And so I just went from consulting from her to them being my clients as well and helping her when she needed me to. So that's how I, I love that. Now there are so many things, so many directions I could go from, from just what you just said. And so let me, let me, let's back up a little bit. So okay. first let's talk about the fact that you were working with someone else who owned a business Mm -hmm. And you were providing tax service. You were working as a tax professional for her or you were doing books. For I her. was doing I was working as a tax professional when they bring their receipts and when they bring all of their items related to the tax. She just didn't have time to put it in order mm -hmm. to put it in proper buckets. They would have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of receipts. So mm -hmm. I would organize her receipts and it, it was profitable for me mm -hmm. because at the time. I was still kind of working off and on in corporate and, you know, doing, um, I have a few other businesses, but mm -hmm. doing other things. And so um, it made me quick money. I mean, what would take a normal person, you know how it is in accounting, what would take a I normal do. person weeks, it'll take us a few hours then. To and just then knock it out, right? We're on to the next thing. Yes. So, um she she needed and what and I think I won't just say that, but whatever she needed my help with, she's a um, a close family friend. We're like sisters actually, and our mm -hmm. stories are about the same. So it was just good to see her in her space because I'd never up to that point thought about being an entrepreneur in that sense. I've done other things that have you know didn't do well, some did well, but I never thought of it about it in my space. I mean, why not? That's a natural progression as an accountant to come out and do something financial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of 
the the trucking industry and we're talking about these receipts, right? And these Ziploc bags. And it reminds me of when I was working with the trade industry. So like construction trades Mm -hmm. um, and how I would get sometimes boxes. Remember the, the, and they probably still have them, uh, but the big paper boxes, like boxes that reams of paper would come in and I would get boxes and boxes of, of receipts and have to go through those, um, receipts to just kind of organize and get them in the, into um, a system to where we can go ahead and enter the information in, in, into the software. And I would imagine that it's definitely like that in the trucking industry. It's very manual. They're always on the move. They're on the go. They are probably not, they might be better today, but um, they are dealing with a lot of paper receipts because they're getting freight um, invoices and, and, you know, load receipts and different things. And it just all gets kind of bunched up together. And then you have to go through that and make some sense of it and, and pick out like what really is necessary for the bookkeeping stuff and what's more of like operational or, you know, something else where they need to maybe put something into one of their trucking systems where they're tracking something for the DOT or something like that. Right. So I can just, I can imagine how time consuming it can be and how overwhelming and frustrating it can be for the, uh, the, the drivers, the trucking entrepreneurs, let's, let's call them right. Um, to have to figure that out on their own. And they're just trying to get their next load and make sure that they can get down the road and back, right? So you're a godsend. And they so they see the importance of it, but they don't understand the importance of the organization of it. Mm-hmm. I've done things like whole little small classes to teach them Excel on your downtime when you can't travel for 10 or 12 hours. If you enter it into Excel, it'll cost you less on the tax side. I mean, that takes away from what I'm doing, but it, it still gives me a, a stream of revenue to teach them how to do it. And then they still come back for other things. And then they have things like if to taxes, and like you said, for the DOT and different things for different states. And they need help with that. It's gotten so bad that I have a few, like, you could just be my dispatcher. No, I can't. That's not, because it, they, they see it as a one-stop shop. They want to deal with that one person. As a dispatcher, I would get a percentage, but I would do all of these other things. And um, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not, trained to be a dispatcher. Now, had I thought about that first, mm-hmm. you know, that would be a two for one, but no, they even ask for that. Got it. Got it. So your, your eyes lit up for those of you who are watching this on the video, because we do upload um, our episodes sometimes uh, onto our YouTube channel. You probably saw this too, but for those of you who are listening, listening to this on, um, you know, whatever your podcast player is, you, you didn't see it, but I saw your eyes lit up when you mentioned that a woman driver came in and that really changed the game for you. And so I want to talk about that a little bit, because even in your bio, you specify that you target and you really uh, focus on working with women in the transportation industry and um, minorities who own trucking businesses, right? And so what's it like to work, to have focused and specialized in working with like even deeper than just, you know, truck drivers or trucking professionals, trucking uh, entrepreneurs, but specifically to work with women and people of color 
in this space? From the woman perspective, I think that a lot of people expect women truck drivers to be all hard, just like the men, but they are the girliest of girls, but they fall into the same patterns of not having time to take care of it. Now, they don't necessarily bring them in the Walmart bags or the, mm-hmm. the things like that. They may have the cute accordion folders, but they still don't have any idea of what, you know, where it goes. Mm-hmm. But for me, is um, I come from a family with a lot of children and it's um, I have sisters. And so it was like me helping one of, you know, one or two of my sisters and it just it's just an easy conversation and it's just an easy you know working relationship because I mean essentially I need them and they need me so it's just a you know it's just a warming feeling it you know when you can do something that actually fulfills you it, it helps with what you're doing on a daily basis yeah what's so attractive to women and and people of color you know generally uh what's so attractive to to them about this industry? I think that we don't get enough, um, people of color and women don't get enough information, recognition. They don't have a lot of the same things that other people have because they are, um, the businesses are passed down and there's big systems put in place. And a lot of people are just Um, people of color and women are just going to entrepreneurship. So for me to be on the, um, on the helping side and helping them get the information and helping them get on level playing fields is very, very appealing to me. Um, uh, We need each other in that way. It's some things that they teach me or tell me, but me getting the information and reading up on information. And then my business partner um, is real big on like tax laws and I can, you know, pass those things to them and, you know, get them on the same level playing field so they can make all the money that's out there to be made. I love that. That is incredible. That is incredible. And I'm sure for them being women specifically being in a male dominated industry, right. Or a legacy, let's call it a legacy dominated industry because it's almost like it's in the construction trades, right? Like, Masons teach their uh, their children to be Masons, their sons mainly to be Masons, right? And so you would always see like these families, a uh, father and uncle and the sons that work together and um, and and do and lay bricks and and do brickwork, or you have the drywall guys, right? And it's always like father, sons, mm-hmm. nephews, cousins, and all of that kind of stuff. And so it's very it's legacy dominated in a lot of these fields. If your dad did it, you do it, right? That's, right. That's probably like the likelihood of what you're going to do because they start you out really early, you know, training you up. Whereas women in this particular space probably don't, can't say, I'm I'm sure most women can't, don't, aren't able to say my mom was a truck driver. And so, you know, she showed me how to do this. And so I think it's incredible that they have someone like you that's behind the scenes or, or, you know, um, in the back office that they Mm -hmm. can trust and help explain to them what they need to do and do it in a way that's comfortable and safe for them. Right. And so, um, I, I just think that that's, that's great. We talked about like the organization being a big challenge, you know, organizing their, their receipts and documentation and that sort of thing. What are some of the other challenges that they had that you find in this industry, um, like with taxes, for instance, or um, other compliance related issues where your services are, are helpful for them? 
It helps that my business partner is very passionate about taxes. If just talking about taxes alone, she's actually not just a preparer or she's just not putting the numbers in. She's actually um, a person that is passionate. She researched the tax. She knows the tax laws. She stays up on the tax laws. And so me being able to give them that tidbit, because she may read something to call me at 12 o'clock at night and say, hey, Nicole, I just read such and such and such and such. This may help your client, Ms. Yolanda, because she's long hauling. And then she's uh, my favorite trucking uh, trucking, uh, client. It's an older um, African-American lady, and she's in her 60s. She may be even close to 70, but she drives long hauls in the mountains. That's what she loves to do. Mm-hmm. So um, she will say specifically because of age and all of those things that this may help Miss Yolanda, you know, mm-hmm. as so um, did you tell your client this, that? So that's another um, piece to it that I have somebody that is also helping me to help them. Right. I'm, and that that's community. That is community. Absolutely. Absolutely. We we strove in the op- um, before we let our office go, we would strive in our office to like almost like a little chamber of commerce here in Houston. We just want the people to have like a one stop shop. We build relationships with other businesses that can aid in what we're doing, because at the end of the day, we're nothing without each other. Mm-hmm. That's so, so true. That is so true. And I think that's a great segue to my next question. What's one of the biggest lessons that you've learned as a bookkeeper CEO, like from working with the particular clients that you choose to work with? Not all clients are the same. They need the same things with different energy, right? I have to give them the same thing because they all need the same thing. They need their books put in order. They need their taxes file. They need their state taxes file, or they need all of these um, franchises, all of the things they need them done, but they need them done different ways or with different energies. Um, My male hard clients, I have to be super sweet to them to say, hey, 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 this is not the, the dispatching office. You know, mm-hmm. but they, mm-hmm. in turn, they'll send me lunch or flowers or whatever, you know, to show appreciation. They're just hard because it's them in the truck all the time. Mm-hmm. And then female um, clients are more so like, I mean, like they want to talk about everything from shopping and fashion and so on and so forth. It's just kind They're of like, like the girlfriend next door, right? Like the, like the, <laughs> your home girl, right? <laughs> I have to give everybody the same service, the same level of service with different energy. Yeah. And that took a little bit of time to not being robotic and just saying, this is what I do. These are my office hours. I have to be a little bit flexible because they may have been asleep from seven to four when I'm working. So when they wake up at five o'clock, six o'clock and I'm in traffic, have no nothing but time. I'm talking, mm-hmm. you know, different people need different things. And I had to be learn to be flexible to provide those services. And, and as a part of that flexibility, that might even include different systems and tools, Absolutely. having those things in place to where they can still communicate with you. Um, like maybe it's not a phone call for some of you who are listen, listening. Maybe it's not a phone call because of the time of the day, but maybe it's a Voxer message that you check at a certain point in time and they are aware that they can leave you a message. You're going to check your messages and get back to them at a, at a particular time. Or maybe it's some other system that makes sense, right? But for truck drivers, um, a walkie-talkie type of system, that's why I kind of mm-hmm. bought a boxer, um, you know, makes sense, especially for those that might be in different areas of the country. 
right? And different time zones and things like that. Um, But at least they know that they have a way of communicating with you. And so I I agree with you. I think that that's important that that different energy and that flexibility is key. It's critical to building solid relationships, right? Letting them know, letting your clients know that you're available for them, that you're here to support them and provide them with excellent service. And it sounds like you're doing a phenomenal job of that. And you know, that's just not with those. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's not just with those, but it's just in systems too. I have some that want to use QuickBooks or some that wants to use Zero, but I have some just want their stuff on an Excel sheet so they can take care of it and teaching them small skills like Excel and Word. It also puts back human qualities into them in in the sense of um, them learning more than being, you know, in the trucking industry. And then it's just, like I said, it's just gratifying and it's just, it just helps me to be, you know, a better me. They help me see things too. Like, hey, wait a minute. When I called you yesterday to call, you were short. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, but that was past our allowed time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I apologize. So, you know, it's just it's a two-way thing. Yeah, yeah. And and again, that's about that community, right? And that's what what's going to make your business successful in the long run, right? And so, <clears throat> um. Now, I know that you are one of our, you're one of our incubator students, right? Um, in, in Bookkeeper Evolution. And I and love it. <laughs> we love having you. My, um, what I'd love to talk about for just a moment or so is like, what has your experience been uh, in the incubator? How has it helped you and your business in the past few months? And um, I know we have, each cohort is a nine-month cohort, um, so we've got some more time left working together for sure, but I'm just curious of, like, what have you seen happen um, within yourself and in your business since becoming one of our incubator members? The first thing is that I can't, I stumbled into the incubator by accident, um, just in the quest to make my business better. I started listening to your podcast, so it's so crazy that this is where I am today, right? See how that happens? <laughs> full circle. So I started listening to the podcast and I actually joined a challenge after the last day. I joined the, well, like at midnight, I was texting like, hey, why hadn't I seen this? (laughs) And what, what the challenge did for me, even before the incubator, is it gave me a sense of confidence. Um, Social media is not my strong suit. I'm in a weird place. I'm in between two generations. I'm, as my son says, I'm an old head, but I'm still a young lady as well. So the in, the social media has not been my first way to do things. Mm-hmm. And so what that did in that, that 28 days of posting, it made me have a consciousness that I need to contact and reach my audience. And it grew my business more. And not just with truckers, just with people, just have invisibility people are calling me for everything so every little bitty thing so that's the first thing and then the second thing i actually guys i want to toot my horn i won the challenge okay you did that's right you did challenge and i'll be even very more transparent at the time i was like i need this money so bad i had just kind of gotten our business was our joint business was kind of going crazy just we had fired some clients some clients dropped off other things are just going crazy i'm like oh my god i need this 500 dollars but the crazy thing is all I wanted to do was put it back into my business so I literally joined the the incubator with that money 
Wow. Wow. Exactly. I joined, I was just so excited because I was going on vacation and everything that had been planned for months, but things had changed financially. And I was like, oh, right on time. Didn't even touch the money. And then the first payment, I was like, oh my God, I have my incubator money, but money well spent. Um, just the sense of community in the incubator is amazing. Um, I told you early on, we had a one-on-one. I said, well, not early on, but kind of in the middle, I said, I found my tribe. I found my group of people because we are a lot the same as different as we are. And as we are all different places, but we're experiencing the same thing. And then our journeys are different, but the same. So the incubator for me has been an awakening for TKO. And not just that, it really made me look at Nicole and say, wait a minute, there's some things that some layers that you haven't peeled back. And as life is happening, I have my binder right here. Oh my gosh. It has all my stuff and my workbooks in it. I can actually look back. It doesn't just help me business-wise. It helps me personally stay on track and peel back layers to be a better me and have an amazing journey with my business. And and that's great because that's exactly what we want to do um, in the incubator, right? Like there are all different kinds of business coaching programs, uh, general coaching programs, life coaching programs. And what I wanted to create was a space where marginalized people, you know, that have been marginalized in a bunch of different areas, not just because of their gender, their age, their ethnicity, but also because of the role that we play, right? The roles, the titles that we hold, even just being bookkeepers in this bigger financial, you know, finance space, industry, whatever, we've always been marginalized, right? Oh, he's just the bookkeeper. She's just the bookkeeper, right? Um, And then when you layer on top of that, um, someone is a woman and someone is a part of the LGBTQ community or someone is African-American or another, you know, um, group of color, Whatever the case may be, right? It, it could be that they were like me, that they grew up in um, in uh, a low-income area and had to struggle to overcome, you know, different challenges and things like that early on in life. Whatever the case may be, that those challenges create such doubt, right, and such um, uh, such low self-esteem sometimes, right, in, in us and just helping us to rebuild that and recognize the value that is inherent inherently inside of each one of us and being proud of who we are, proud of where we come from, proud of the accomplishments that we've had and proud of even the struggles and the challenges that we faced, right? Being able to overcome those things and then being able to use those things as a stepping stone, right? As a, as a, um, not necessarily a soapbox, but something that you can stand on and help propel us forward, right? And not being ashamed of the fact that, yes, I'm an accountant or I'm a, I'm a bookkeeper and I have a personality. Absolutely. Not being told that I have to always stay, you know, in the background and be quiet and, and you know, just be there to, you know, punch out work or whatever. No, I, I have a personality and I want to be able to use that personality, which is why I created the challenge because I'm like, we are some beautiful souls, right? We are funny folks. To me, you said that because I was like, oh my God, I can't just be 
black and white because I'm not I'm not a pocket protector accountant. I'm not a blue collar shirt accountant. I'm not. And exactly you, your words and the the things that we have um, embarked on in this program have definitely helped me with that. You said a word earlier that I've been holding on to and you said doubt. Doubt definitely kept my business stagnant, even upon starting and how it started, it just kept it stagnant. And then the uh, lack of visibility. But with this, um, it's allowed me to see that it's another way to do it. And it's a way to know and be assured. Having 20 years of accounting experience didn't make me sure in my business. Not at all. And I've touched every piece of accounting from general accounting to AP and so on and so forth. Every piece. But it didn't make me assured for TKO. Having someone to say, let me pull this little heart string out. And this is not just your business, but this is your emotional intelligence as well. And you need to pair the two to make it very good. And so that's what it's done for me. I love that. That is so incredible. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate well, I appreciate you. And I have loved having you as a part of the program. And so um, I know that we could talk on yes. and on and yes. on and yes. on. But look, you said you just had a birthday. You're getting ready to go celebrate at the time yes. of this recording. And so I want to um, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for sharing your uh, love and commitment and dedication to your to to your your target market, your industry, um, trucking folks. I learned so much from you guys. You have no idea. I I just absorb so much from from those of you who are in the program, and I've learned so much about so many different industries. And I think it's incredible how you are touching the lives of women, minorities people who have come from, like you said, troubled backgrounds. And I know you find that a lot in, tr in the trucking industry because the barrier to, in to entry in that industry is different sometimes from other, you know, other getting other jobs, right? And so um, I've recognized that and um, I commend you for that. Keep going. You're going to do incredible things and you. you're going to, I, I've told you this I, um, and I think it's okay to share. I've told you this, but I believe that you are going to become that person like that, oh that God. provider for folks in this particular industry. And, um, and I speak that, I speak that into your life. I, I, I see that. coming. I receive so, I receive yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. So I do. So, Thank you so much. This has been a really good, incredible conversation. How can people get in contact with you if they like I know everybody specializes in a different area and not many people understand the trucking industry, right, or the transportation industry. And they want to refer someone that might come across their path to, um, you know, a quality, qualified quality provider. How, sh how would they get in contact with you? On Facebook and Instagram, I'm TKO Financial Solutions, LLC. I'm on Clubhouse at TKO. And personally, I'm, my business number is 281-868-9440. And you can always meet, meet me there. I take inbox calls and my email address is T-K-O-F-I-N-S-O-L at gmail.com. It all still works. Listen, I, as many... Podcast episodes is, as I've listen as many podcast episodes that I've recorded. I don't know if anybody has ever shared their phone number. And listen, it still it all still works, right? We always talk about how you can reach me on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, and that's cool. 
But sometimes there are industries that it's just easier to pick up the phone (laughs) and dial a number, right? And so thank you for sharing that. Y'all make sure y'all reach out to Nicole and we will share all of that information in the show notes. So um, it'll be easy for people to find that. Nicole, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You know, this has been incredible. I love love seeing your smile today. This has just completely made my day. So that's it. That's a wrap, you guys, for this particular episode. We'll see you on the next episode. Um, Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, be profitable. Ciao for now. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a positive review. This will help other virtual bookkeepers like you find the show and learn how they can become a bookkeeper CEO too. And if you want to hear more from me, be sure to follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels, or you can simply search hashtag Bookkeeper Basecamp. And don't forget, you can always come hang out with us over in the free Bookkeeper Basecamp Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. So that's it for this episode. Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, be profitable, and we'll see you next time.